You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and thank you for joining me for episode number 89. This uh, this is an interesting one and something that's been in my head for quite a while and something I wanted to talk about, and it's cults <laughs> and how um, when, when you're kind of in the personal development space, self-help space, you may actually be more susceptible for falling for a cult. And um, it, it come, it's so interesting because my kids are going off to college and I talk about uh, an awful lot of um, all of the like life lessons that I try and impart upon them. And one of their biggest life lessons as they're leaving for college is I say, and don't join a cult. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to explain a little bit of my fascination with cults and how that started at a very early age and how we're in right now this kind of awakening in the online space um, thanks to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all of the different documentaries that are coming out, and also people's awakening when it comes to MLMs and pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing and large, huge, open, empty promises of you too can live a, a magical, amazing, sunshine and roses life. Now just give me 45 grand and I will show you how. And so I've always been kind of skeptical. And, and if you've listened to my past episodes, um, I, I know um, number 44, I talk about ignoring influencers. That's a great one. When I do the um, my interview with, let's see, who is it? I, I interviewed my very, very, very good friend, Sandy uh, Cooper, um, episode number 34 we had talked a little bit about the early days of blogging. And then also um, with Kim Demon. I have a two-part series with Kim Demon on um, just, just, it's just the, the early, early days of blogging and, and how I knew really quick what was real and what wasn't and how um, just it's just not cool that there's people out there and they're trying to take advantage of you. And I don't want that to happen in any way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm, and um, it, it's really kind of come to a head these last few weeks. And a lot of it for me 
came to a head when the the shiny happy people documentary about the Duggars sort of dropped on Amazon Prime. And all of a sudden, a lot of the thoughts that I had had for a very long time kind of just sort of resurfaced. And I was, I was talking to a friend of mine about when did my fascination for cults and being wary of cults start and, and how old was I and, and where did it come from? And I actually think it started in the 90s um, when I was young and David Koresh and the Branch Davidians were kind of locked in their their compound and uh, the federal government um, and ATF, uh, which is Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, um, sort of broke <laughs> into it. And there was this like uh, shootout and, and fire, fire. I think um, the Branch Davidians actually set fire to their own compound after the FBI and the ATF um, broke into it. And I know for a while the standoff lasted and they were blasting like rock music uh, all through the night as loud as possible to try and drive them out. And I watched this with my mom. My mom um, worked for a a branch of ATF. And so just, it was kind of neat to, she was nowhere near any of this. It was not the part of branch of the government that she was working for. But I saw the guys with the windbreakers um, kind of surrounding this compound and I was young and I was just sort of fascinated. Like, like, how does this even happen? How, how does, how does someone get involved in a, a, a cult and in this kind of thing? And it was just really interesting for me to kind of figure out what exactly it all was about. And so then Thanks to my mom. I, I just was was really interested in it. So then she started talking to me about Jonestown and, um, and Guyana and, and all of the things. And our particular local congresswoman was Jackie Spear, and she was shot at. So so I, I started researching that at a young age and just kind of being interested in it and, and how do people literally follow along and, and drink the Kool-Aid in, in that type of thing. And, and and then mom had talked to me about Patty Hearst. And so that I, I went down a rabbit hole on learning about Patty Hearst. And we had some old paperback books uh, in our home library that mom had bought, I think in the seventies or so, or early eighties. And, and I gobbled them up and, and read it. And it was just fascinating. And then went off to college and um, in the witness movie, came out and had Harrison Ford in it, and it was about Amish people. And I thought, well, the Amish are a cult. And so I had all of these like checklists, like if it, if it checks this box, is it a cult? If it checks this box, is it a cult? And I decided that the Amish were a cult. And so I wrote a paper on it in college, and I ended up using that paper probably eight to ten times. So I used it in different psychology classes. I used it in the anthropology class, a sociology class. I used it in some of my early childhood education classes. Um, 
and I continued to get an A on it, and I would shift and, and tweak and modify depending on the syllabus of the writing assignment and and who the teacher was and what they wanted, but the framework was all essentially the same, and my thesis was the Amish as a cult, and, and so I spent a lot of time uh, reading about the Amish and, and watching things, and at one point, MTV had this kind of docu-series where it had very young Amish people, and they were on their Rome Springer, and, and they, they got to leave for a year, and then MTV cameras followed them around, and this was kind of the same era of the real world and road rules kind of um, just brand new to reality TV stuff. So I ate all of that up. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and so then just kind of fast forward a little bit here and there. And uh, and I am a new mom and have tiny little baby children in, in the house. And uh, I we moved away from the San Francisco Bay Area to to, to far, farther in and um the the homeschooling movement I, I was fascinated by homeschooling because the the um the neighborhood and the, and the area we lived in I didn't really feel all that confident with the the neighborhood schools and so I um I started researching a lot about homeschooling and and I f- found the 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 homeschooling curriculum that Bill Gothard um came up with that is talked about in this Shiny Happy People docu-series that is put out about the Duggars and 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 then from there I started reading a little bit about the the religion, about the um, the uh, the it, it's the Institute and Basic Life Principles, so IBLP, and um, I had joined some message boards and some some different groups. This was before Facebook, so they were like Yahoo email groups, and there were different message boards, and. I didn't purchase any of the curriculum, but I did read an awful lot about it. And since I had a background of early childhood education and, um, and, and knew what was developmentally appropriate and what wasn't for children, I, I just I, I piecemealed and, and took little bits and pieces of what felt good to me and what didn't and then just kind of discarded the rest. But I always had this kind of like weird inkling that the people posting and what they were talking about seemed kind of cultish and not right. And they seemed fake and kind of phony and Stepfordy. Oh, I should mention, I loved uh, that movie, The Stepford Wives. I watched that as kind of a young, impressionable age and thought that was really weird. Um, so so the idea of, of like mind control and, and how people fall for that has, has just always been something that I had like as a as a uh, an interest so like as some people might research how to grow the best roses I was somehow researching um how not to fall for a cult (laughs) and and so and so 
watching this docuseries this last week was just fascinating because I watched the Duggars. I, th- their children, they're older, not Josh, but, but the girls are relatively the same age as my children. And when I had them home, we would put it on because it was a rated G program and we kept it on in the background and my kids would watch their kids. And, and yes, I thought they were weird. And, and yes, I thought it was a little odd, but I thought they were just sheltered. I didn't know at the time that they were really deep into the, the Bill Gothard stuff, which I had already known was not okay. And, and from Bill Gothard, I, I had learned about the, the pearls. So it's, it's Debbie and whatever her husband is. And they did this kind of weird like blanket training thing where if the kid crawls off the mat, you'd hit the kid to assert dominance and, and forcefulness. Like I already knew that was weird. That's not how I was going to raise my kids. Um, but, but that type of how to train up a child, that was the name of their program or, or book was how to train up a child. That was all over the place, all over the place between 2000 and, and 2008 when I started the Crockpot site. Um, and my oldest was born in 2001. So when I am online and searching, the internet was brand spanking new. There wasn't all that much out there. And, and that came up often. I would end up in parenting groups with people who would call themselves quiverful moms. And I didn't know what a quiverful mom was. Um, but, and I, I didn't research it because I knew I wasn't. The idea of, of letting um, your family be decided by God was not something that I believed in. I was a super type A control freak. There's no way I'm going <laughs> to leave that up to, uh, to that. Um, we happen to be a pretty fertile family. So um, no, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't going to leave that up to God. So I already knew I wasn't a quiverful mom. So, so just paying attention to just kind of all of that has always been super fascinating to me. And, and so it came up this past week while I'm watching this shiny, happy people. And I guess I'm just kind of disappointed in myself that I continued to watch TLC and I continued to be kind of part of the problem when these kids are trapped in a cult and this kind of family cult, because I guess what Gothard was trying to do was have each family create their own little cult-like thing where, where nobody could leave. And so, um, so I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in stuff of the past for falling for the marketing hype and the, they just live on a farm in Arkansas and they're just great. And yeah, they don't wear swimsuits and they do these weird things, but it's okay. Um, they're just like you. So, so I fell for it and I'm a little disappointed in myself. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is I've talked in the past about falling for hype and, and marketing and, and slickness. And even though I like to consider myself worldly and skeptical, I still fall for it. And if you are in some sort of situation 
where you've invested in something and you've been lied to and overpromised, and you're kind of disappointed in yourself. I get it, and and I feel you, and I'm sorry. In uh, in in kind of the the middle part of my online business because I've been online for 15 years now. Um, a lot of the bro marketers started talking about a book called um, 48 Laws of Power, and it's written by Robert Greene. And I did buy this book um, because it was touted as like the marketing Bible. And it is essentially how to control people and how to um, manipulate them and how to gaslight them and how to have them latch on to you and you be their leader where they need everything filtered through you of whether or not you think this is a good idea or and, and by you meaning like maybe your online business of whether or not um, you you or your business thinks this is a great idea or not and it's taking away autonomy it's taking away the the personal identity because you've now joined this group and this group does it this way and this way only. And that's really the opposite of slow living. Um, the acronym I like to use for slow is simply look only within. And before you invest in a program or before you decide that this particular group is what you've always been looking for and your, your ticket out and your ticket to rich riches and, and maybe stardom, um, the only person who can save you is yourself. Um, and, and if you are religious and, um, and, and you have the belief that the only person who can save you is God or, or the universe or Allah or, or any of those things, pay attention to your, your inner voice and um, follow your gut and your intuition. One of the very last lines of the shiny happy people is, um, I don't remember his name, but he's a gentleman. And he's looking right at the counter, at the counter. Ah, he's looking right at the camera. And he says, the little voice inside, that's what you should listen to. Not the loud voice of, of the people telling you to ignore the little voice. Listen. Listen to the little voice. And that's what I would like for you to do also. Um, last summer, I fell down a, a rabbit hole of of watching cult documentaries to the point where I remember my youngest, she was 12, she walked into the playroom and I'm, I'm watching yet another documentary with Sheldon and probably eating my popcorn. And she goes, is this another cult show? And, um, and the answer was yes. So last summer, a lot of, of shows and things came out. And so I'm going to, I'm going to list them for you because if you two are interested in one, how not to fall for anything kind of scammy yourself. Um, uh, you can watch them. Also, I recorded an episode with um, Ryan Lee of Sniffing Out Scams. So that's episode number 70. And in it, we both do this. And I suggest for you to do this also. Before you invest in anything online, Google the person's name or the product's name, and scam, and figure it out. And chances are, uh, someone somewhere on the internet is talking about it. Usually, it's lately, 
these kind of message boards pop up on Reddit um, because Reddit can't be censored the same way like a Facebook group can or, um, or, or different online postings. But um, so, so whatever it is, Google that person, Google that product, Google that name with the word scam to see if it's a scam. Um, so the Lulu Row documentary uh, or docu-series, that was on Amazon and that was fantastic. And that's about the the um, the legging company, the LuLuRoe legging company. Um, uh, from there, I was offered um, the the book that I um, interviewed the author for, and that was um, uh, let's see, number episode number seventy six. I interviewed Emily Paulson, where she talks about escaping um, essentially the cult of an MLM, a multi-level marketing organization. And, and these MLMs are everywhere. So Tupperware is an MLM, um, Norwex MLM. Um, a lot of these kind of makeup-y kind of things might be an MLM. Um, Pampered Chef is an MLM. Um, so multi-level marketing. Not all are super predatory, but some really are. And, and so reading her book, listening to that episode, so episode 76, and then reading Emily's book um, is, is a great step. Nexium. Um, Nexium is run by Keith Raniere, and he's in jail. And my friend Jennifer Baker. Um, oh, that's funny. I just said your name out loud, Jennifer Baker. Well, chances are there's a lot of Jennifer Bakers in the world. But if you if you know me, you know almost all of my friends are named Jen. And um, and so in my brain to separate them, I, I call them Jen or I call them Jenny or, or all of these different things or Jen with two N's. Um, but anyway, uh, she got me hooked on The Vow. And that is a docuseries about the Nexium cult with Keith Raniere. And that was fascinating, fascinating, because from there, I realized from watching a bit of it that that could have been something that stuff of a long time ago might have fallen for. Because in that first episode, when they're just talking about personal development and self-help, I agree with almost everything that was being taught right then and there. And then it took a dark turn. It took a very, very, very dark turn. Because when you are in this situation of forced vulnerability, where you're asked to share kind of your deepest, darkest secrets in a group setting, you are now exposed in this kind of feeling naked way where the group can use your words and your situation against you. And that is very, very uncomfortable. Um, I once had a boss do this to me. Um, we were in a team building exercise and I was in a preschool setting and we were, it was a staff day and we were doing a team building exercise and she wanted all of us to practice deep listening. And deep listening is fantastic. And um, and that's essentially what talk therapy is, is you set a timer for whatever it is. So say five minutes or something. 
and each person takes turns talking uninterrupted for five minutes, and then it's the other person's turn. Well, if your talking prompt is something like, share a time as a child you felt uncomfortable, or or share one of your earliest memories that you're still processing, um, or, or something like that, that's really not appropriate in a work-like setting, yet we were in a group, and so we fell for it. Um, so I fell for it, and, and, and she heard what I was talking about, and I was talking about at the time that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted to retire early, and um, how I had certain financial goals, and I wasn't speaking to her, I was speaking to my partner, but I was vulnerable, and I was explaining an awful lot about how I am, how my brain works, and all of these things, and this was a very sort of vulnerable setting. Many people in the room were crying, and then later, about six months, eight months later, when I needed to quit on the spot, because my daughter had celiac and was vomiting sporadically and we didn't know what it was at the time. And I'm talking fast because chances are you've already heard this story. <laughs> but anyway, I quit. I quit on the spot. And I went into her office and I told her all, all of this. And she used my words against me um, and said, well, if you quit, how are you going to meet your financial goals? I thought maybe you would at one point actually take over or become a director or, or do any of these things. And I remember thinking, like, I had this feeling of my blood going cold of, wow, I got played. I got played, Steph. You got played. And and so um, left, never, never looked back. Um, and it all worked out just fine for me. <laughs> it all worked out just fine. But when you're forced in these kind of vulnerable positions and then the leader um, takes your words and uses it against you or has collateral. So that comes up a lot in cults. Um, It's collateral. It's not a good feeling. Not a good feeling at all. I saw this again um, with Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis wrote, Girl, Wash Your Face. She self-produced a documentary about herself and I'm not exactly sure what service it's on. I think it's Amazon. But I had had sort of skimmed Girl, Wash Your Face when it was at the local library. And the way she was speaking was very kind of like Tony Robbins-esque. And it, I, I like some aspects of Tony Robbins and some aspects I don't. And that's how I felt when I read Girl, Wash Your Face. But then a friend of mine who... Um, was already a bit skeptical of Rachel Hollis because she had given her a bunch of money, um, told me to watch the docuseries or documentary. So I'm watching the documentary and in it, there is a, um, a workshop that she's giving a seminar and she asks the group to stand up if they are like a victim of rape or, or different things. And these women did it. And I remember thinking, this goes against everything that is okay. This is using this sort of like guidebook of how to run a cult 
against these poor women who feel very vulnerable and, and they're, they're crying and they're shaking and they're reliving their trauma in what they think is a safe space, but it's not a safe place space because at the end, there's going to be a great big, huge sales push to invest in a very high priced, high ticket thing. And that's not okay. That, that is, that is not okay. Um, so, so I always kind of felt like that, um, Jay Abrams, Jay Abrams, I had followed that closely. He was featured in The Secret and he um, touted himself as a spiritual leader and brought a whole bunch of people into a, a sweat lodge kind of thing and people died. <laughs> and and it's, it's just horrible because these people wanted to leave and they were in this group think mentality where they were told to ignore their inner thoughts and their inner voice and their intuition. And they stayed in a situation where they were like cooked. And and that's not okay. Not okay. Um, Bikram Chowdhury, uh, the founder of Bikram Yoga. If you haven't watched the, the documentary on Bikram and how creepy and gross he is, please do so. Um, I'm a huge fan of yoga. Love yoga. I'm okay with hot yoga. I like Bikram's 26 um, poses in order. I, I've gone to Bikram yoga classes, not by him. And they've now, since this documentary has come out and everyone realized he's, he's a total creepzoid, it's now just kind of billed as hot yoga and the 26 poses. Um, but, but when you are creating this environment where people no longer can trust themselves that's not okay. Bikram was asking women to massage him and do things in a, in a weird way with the idea that their yoga teaching career would take off because he then somehow gives them this gold star or, or stamp of approval. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Um, I've, I've got some notes here. Kumare. Kumare is a spoof documentary that I loved. And he, um, I watched this a few years ago, right after I had, um, found out about the, the, the Bikram Chowdhury kind of scandal and stuff. And there's podcast episodes about this. Um, there was, um, my brother actually told me, I think it's like 30 by 30. It's, it's a sports podcast, but in it, they talk about the, the Bikram scandal. Um, very well done. Very well done. Um, Kumare is a spoof on how to be a guru and how to get people to fall for you. And um, it's very well done and very eye-opening and just something to pay attention to. And I recommend that to many of my coaching clients before, <laughs> before they want to invest in something. I want them to really research um, who they're investing in and what the program is. And is there an online presence? Um, there was, uh, actually, I brought his name up in that episode 70 with um, Ryan Lee, um, Ty Lopez. He was all over the internet for a while and um, was just everywhere and talking about the millions he was making. And from there, I found Dan Locke, and he too was talking about all the millions he was making. But they were making millions by spending millions to get people to make the millions so then they too 
could make millions. And so they made it seem like they were building something from the ground up, but really they they had a whole bunch of money in the beginning to invest in Facebook ads and YouTube ads and all of that kind of thing. So just just Google names and the word scam next to it. If you haven't already watched the Theranos um, documentary about Elizabeth Holmes and how she played a whole bunch of people, including um, billionaires and, and members of Congress, Senate, I don't know, some politician, um, very well done. Very well done. Um, and also there's a podcast series on Elizabeth Holmes. Um, I think that one, the Wondery Studio put out. It was very well done. Um, Inventing Anna is on Netflix. And that is great. And it's, again, it's, it's how someone's image online you can just create. And, and then people will fall for it and give you a whole bunch of money. Um, this happened also with the... The, the Fry concert or, or the Fire, is it F-Y-R-E? But but it was this online um, kind of ad to come join everyone for like a remaking of Woodstock. But it turned out to be a total, total, total scam. Um, the Dream podcast talks about MLMs. And then A Little Bit Culty is a great podcast. And... and um, and, and it's just fun. So uh, I know in it, they talk about Gwyneth Paltrow and the cult of goop and different things like that. And um, it, it, I'm, I'm smiling because I, I enjoy all of this and I enjoy watching other people come to terms that maybe they have fallen for marketing hype. And I have, I absolutely have. And so if you have, please know you're not alone. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You are outplayed and you are outmatched because someone's got a really kind of huge playbook and they are manipulating you. And falling for something doesn't mean there's something wrong with you in any way. It's one of the reasons that while I like some aspects of the teachings of the law of attraction, I don't believe bad things that work that way. I don't believe you attracted uh, being a victim into your life in any, any way at all. If you were preyed upon, you were preyed upon and, and someone took advantage of you. And, and that is not okay. It is absolutely not okay. The, the one last documentary um, that I want that I've got on my <laughs> scrawled notes here is is the WeWorks one, and um, and the WeWorks one, uh, we still have WeWorks here in our area. I live in Silicon Valley, and so um, driving on the freeway, I see WeWork buildings kind of all over the place. But they created um, kind of this cult like following of of people who really. Um, fell for for the WeWork um, just kind of group think we're all in this together when we're really not all in this together because the, the founders are just trying to extrapolate as much money as humanly possible from you. Um, and, and one of the reasons the name of this podcast 
is the Slow Living Podcast and how I'm so against hustle culture was from just watching this this WeWorks thing and this kind of bro marketing thing. And, and in the WeWorks documentary, there's this neon light that says, hustle harder. And if what you're doing isn't working, hustling harder on what's not working does not make sense. It does not make sense. That's gaslighting. That's telling you something that's the complete opposite of what you know deep down inside is true. And so then you start ignoring that inner voice, that that inner nudge, your, your gut, your intuition, the, the voice of God, the voice of the universe, whichever one feels good to you. Um, and you're doubling down on the, on the marketing hype. And, oh, I, I, I invested two grand into this program and it didn't work, so I better invest 25 grand into the next level because that's where the secret sauce is. No, no. The secret sauce is, is within you. That, that is the secret sauce. One other kind of documentary that I want to um, point to you towards is about Hillsong Megachurch. And that was the, the megachurch that um, Justin Bieber was affiliated with and, and many stars, Selena Gomez, things like that. And it, uh, it started in Australia. And I'm always hesitant to talk too much about churches and group think and, um, and kind of some of the overreaching aspects of Christianity and churches because I grew up in the church. I grew up in um, uh, Presbyterianism and um, lots of the teachings and lots of the things that I believe in were shaped that way from a very early age. And I know an awful lot of my listeners and an awful lot of my readers um, are Christian. And I never want to alienate anyone. But I also want you to always have a, an inquisitive mind, a curious mind, and to poke at things that don't sit well with you and, and feel right. So, it's on HBO, which um, they changed the app to, to Max or something like that. But um, it's a, a docuseries on the Hillsong Church. And then also on HBO, there's kind of a poking fun at Mega Churches series that Adam and I watched and thoroughly enjoyed called The Righteous Gemstones. And um, it's just a very, very silly um, show. <laughs> and, and, and I, uh, I, I would recommend it. Um, if you are okay with, um, with exploring and being curious about some of these large churches and mega churches, um, also looking into the, the background of Tammy Faye Baker, those kind of things. There's also a docuseries on um, the woman who created the the weight loss kind of um, things, and I think it's called uh, weighing down or, or weighing within. But it was a Bible study, and it had to do with weight loss. And that was a documentary that I watched a while ago. Um, but the Righteous Gemstones is not a documentary. That's a poking fun at. <laughs> um, 
uh, series and, and it has very bad language. So it is not um, for children in any way. So the main actor and writer and producer and director is Danny McBride. And he also starred in Vice Principals which I also really liked because I happen to work in a school setting and have been in education for many, many, many years and, and before having kids of my own. Um, and so they're sort of poking fun at um, the education system. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure that I included those before I locked off. Okay, I hope this was helpful in some way. I dumped, dumped a whole bunch of information on you just now. Um, lots of different places to turn. Um, when this comes out in the show notes, I will try my hardest <laughs> to link to all of the things. Um, you can go back and, and listen and, and pause and write down the names of the things if I don't get the show notes <laughs> up in time, which um, I am a real person and I do it. Uh, so sometimes I fall behind, but I will try. Um and then reach out to me, talk to me, um, because it doesn't feel good to to kind of have the the wool pulled over your eyes. I know that I, I've lived it, um, not necessarily from joining a cult, but I've lived it in that I I have fallen for for marketing hype and been disappointed, and then had some shame around that, and I know what that feels like. And so, um, please know you're not alone. As always, I think you are amazing and wonderful. I want you to slow down today. I want you to do some journaling. I want you to do some thinking, some meditating. Consider yourself loved and hugged. And you are absolutely wonderful. And if you are coming across something for the first time and you have the idea in your mind is this a cult? Probably. Probably if it looks like a cult and quacks like a cult, it is a cult. So trust your gut. Love you all. I think you're great. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.